Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Uh, I'm your host, Sean. We are doing part two of the greatest theme songs. Uh, this is actually our second time trying to record as a little bit of bloopers and some uh, banter before the recording actually started. So before we uh, forget what we said before, I'm going to bring in Stephen from Toronto. How are you, Stephen? Good. So this is, so people understand, this is like attempt 20 with Sean doing this. Sean's butchered it a few times. So we were, we started at one in the afternoon. It's about one in the morning now and Sean's butchered it. Oh yeah, for sure. Hey, go figure. Finishing off a uh, vacation and uh, having to return back to work. Um, not my greatest moment. So we're bringing in. Laugh at it. Yeah, exactly. We're bringing in Jonesy from uh, Niagara Falls. You're in Toronto, Stephen. Yeah. Well, you know, with this delay, I've uh, I've smoking more pot, so you're going to have to really keep me on track now. Excellent. Um, <laughs> so people who joined us last week uh, would have uh, seen us break down the WCW uh, bracket with the Four Horsemen winning. Uh, this week we're going to break down the WWF bracket. Uh, it's leading all the way up until about WrestleMania 17 when uh, WCW went down. So we put that as a cutoff point. Then they got the F out. So that's next week, the WWE version of songs. And so, uh, fortunately, due to copyrights, we do not have the right to play the songs here. Check the uh, listings below to see where uh, you can listen to the songs. I create a playlist on our Gumbags Wrestling uh, YouTube channel, so you can uh, listen to the 16 songs that we're going to look at today. Without uh, further delay, we're going to show the video of what songs we are looking at this week, and then Steven is going to break down our brackets for today. saw in the video uh this week's an interesting week uh wasn't as tough for me as uh, you'll hear about for the other two but match one you've got doink which is evil doink versus double j with my baby tonight match two you got undertaker versus ultimate warrior match three you've got the million dollar man ted dibiase versus brett the hitman heart match four brothers of destruction versus mankind match five you got jake the snake roberts versus Dusty Rhodes, match six, you've got Diesel versus Hulk Hogan, American Maid. Match seven, you've got 
Vince McMahon versus HBK Shawn Michaels. Match eight, you got Demolition versus The Nation. And like I said, there was only one matchup for me in the first round that I really had to go back and listen to a couple times. Um, how I do it is I play the song, close my eyes, listen to them both, see what one makes me remember and if I can think of the wrestler without um, knowing who it is. I know, Sean, we were talking in, I don't know, first five attempts that you had a little trouble picking some. Yeah, I think there's uh, probably three in this uh, first round that I think might go to a uh, tiebreaker. Uh, others might uh, get a little bit more clear-cut uh, three-nothing victories. But, um, yeah, I saw three that were up in the air, at least in my case, as opposed to other weeks where we're just like, okay, first round, let's get this uh, run through, and then we'll have harder rounds as it goes on. Jonesy, your thoughts? Well, there was only one that uh, I had a little issue with, uh, and that was Doink uh, versus Double J. Uh, that one was really hard for me as uh, the Doink uh, song. I'm a sucker for circus music, so um, that one's the tough one for me. Excellent. Um, we're going to start that off with the first round of Doink the Clown Evil uh, music with Double J. I'm only going to say Double J in this case. It's with my baby tonight. So I get to start this one off. And you get the Doink uh, music. He uh, came in 1992, uh, played by Matt uh, Osborne, or originally in WWF as Matt Bourne. I believe he appeared at WrestleMania 1. Um, but before coming back to WWF, he was uh, Big Josh, the uh, lumberjack with the bear and doing log rolls and having the axe handle and stuff with him. But he came uh, back to WWF and was doing a whole different uh, stick with the clown gimmick. Uh, of course, people thought, oh, it's a clown. He's going to be fun. But in this case, he was doing a lot of uh, cruel jokes to children, dumping buckets of water on their head and stuff like that. Eventually was uh, tripping people like Big Boss Man, using prosthetic arms to take out Crush. And when you hear music, it starts off with that traditional uh, circus music that uh, Chris was referring to. Uh, basically, is but then right after that uh, happens, it goes into this very dark, evil, ominous uh, music with a laughter underneath that is a maniacal sort of laugh. And it obviously goes on uh, repeatedly as he made his way to the ring and uh, would play tricks, as I said, on uh, kids or uh, harass a referee before the match started. But you got the notion that this clown was definitely not there to be having any fun and was out to do some evil. Um, if people were fans of Stephen King's Pennywise the Clown and It, uh, even John Wayne Gacy and uh, being a killer clown, this guy fit definitely along the lines of those uh, two uh, aforementioned guys that were in regular society, if you want to say, or pop culture in the case of the literary version of uh, Pennywise. Then we're going against Double J with My Baby Tonight. Now, this was uh, based on 
Jeff Jarrett, uh, Mr. J E double F J A. I mean, J A double R E double T. He was doing the whole. <laughs> you butchered video. that. <laughs> I know I did. Ha <laughs> ha. But he was trying to be this great music performer and was shunned by uh, Nashville and was out to determine. Uh, it was determined to tell people that he is as great as he thinks he was and was going to stick it to Nashville for shunning him for his lack of music talent or not allowing him in the Grand Old Opry. And he had the uh, neon uh, double J's on his uh, hat. He did the strut like uh, Ric Flair and stuff like that. Uh, definitely had a country music uh, theme coming to the ring. But then he went and made his own song for his Ain't I Great World Tour and album. And the first song on that uh, cut was With My Baby Tonight. It had a whole music video, three girls uh, doing backup singing for him. It was really in line with a lot of uh, society doing um, a loving of country music at that time in the mid-90s, where country bars were uh, getting more popular line dancing was happening and so it was trying to fit in with that sort of culture that way but uh, in your house number two jeff jarrett made his big debut with it and performed it live but unfortunately later on in the evening he lost the intercontinental title to Shawn michaels there was some uh backstage uh issues where he convinced uh brian james to leave with him. Brian James was uh, portraying the roadie with him at that time. And instead of following through with what storylines they were going to have, they both walked away from WWF and made quite the reputation for themselves. Uh, eventually they uh, both did come back at individual times, but when um, he had left, they'd made reference that it might not have been him singing it. And that's what the storyline they were going to go with until they uh, took off. Brian James returned as the real Double J, Jesse James, revealed that he was the actual one who did sing it, and he did actually sing that uh, track. Brian James does uh, do singing. And so he was the real Double J, and that's why we're only classing this song as Double J. Uh, He uh, would sing this song to the ring until it kind of wore itself out, and he eventually also went to really low mid-card and found a revival by teaming up with Billy Gunn, doing the New, New Age Outlaws, and rest was history that way. And they performed it also at a Hall of Fame recently. So that's the history of that song with My Baby Tonight, basically. If I'm going to choose between the two, I'm definitely going with With My Baby Tonight, Uh it's a song that you could listen to anytime not, or somebody who's not a wrestling fan could hear it and not realize that it's a wrestling theme. So that would be my pick. Uh, Bruce Pritchard loves it. Keeps on doing uh, karaoke with it. Uh, talk, uh, singing it on uh, something to wrestle with. But Steven, it's your pick now. Well, I'm actually going the on the opposite way of you. I can't stand that song. The part of the problem is, is, I don't like the that it could be associated with two wrestlers. Nothing drives me crazier than one song that could be 
it went to two different wrestlers. So I'm going. It would have been one, though, if they had stayed. <laughs> which would have helped the case here. But I'm going Doink Evil just because I love that circus music to start with. Because drew you in, you thought, oh, this is going to be a, a fun-loving clown. And then the evil starts. And then you just saw the evil. So I'm going Doink. Chris? Uh, Doink, for me, uh, he reminded me more of a Cesar Romero Batman Joker, the way that he did the laugh and kind of his uh, mannerisms and that. Uh, the music, I thought at the time, was one of the best entrances uh, as far as being different because it was, here's your classic circus music, and then it broke into... Um, the spookiness that it did. And the children would really gravitate to that quickly. That's a recognizable tune. But then all of a sudden it switched to that. I thought it, I, I thought that um, the second part of it, not the, the like the creepier stuff, that could have been better. Uh, I think they should have done some more um, instruments that are associated with circus, like the slide whistle in the evil part. I think they could have done a much better job of actually doing it. I think the idea was fantastic, and they they did that again later with the mankind uh, um, entrance. Uh, but the Double J song, uh, it was a decent song, especially when it's produced through wrestling, because a lot of the songs are some good stuff or good ideas, but they'll have crappy drum machines, and that's what this Double J song had. The, the singing, the lead singer singing was fine. The backup singers were terrible. The the drum machine and all that. But this did uh, do the uh, uh, late night show, uh, talk show run. He performed it on uh, Crook and Chase on TNN years ago. I tried finding the uh, clip, but I, I can't find it. I found a Macho Man clip. But um, so... Uh, I, I think the Double J one is the better one uh, because the Doink one, it gets really old quick. Uh, so even though I think the Doink one is a good one, I think the Double J one's just just a little better. Okay. So with a two-to-one vote, Double J with my baby tonight moves on. Steven, you get up next with The Undertaker versus The Ultimate Warrior. So, hearing both again brought me back to my childhood. I mean, the warrior that, duh, duh, like that, that initial, like, you were like, oh, who is this crazy person? And then he would run to the ring and he'd be dead by the time he got to the ring and shaking the music. And it just was this, like, in your face, like, hype of music. And then you have The Undertaker who has this, like, somber, but like, the gong and the the classic. So I'm going The Undertaker because I just think The Undertaker had way better music. Ultimate Warrior, it could have been anyone that theme music could have been for. The Undertaker fit The Undertaker to a T. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Undertaker song, this one... 
it wasn't the original. It was uh, about two years later, or or at least um, that one wouldn't have done as well against the Warriors because uh, this one had the bongs where the original one didn't. Uh, it had heavy organs. Uh, it was a, the funeral march, I believe, where the original was the dirge, it was called. Um to do what else did I have in here? Oh, yeah, they had tons of stuff. Crash symbols, lots of time for the character to walk there. He, I mean, I think he had it timed as far as how long it took him to walk to the ring, and he would time it to the music because there's those plateaus within the song that gives the, the wrestler to be able to pick which one they're going to go with. So it fits no matter where they are. Uh, the ultimate warrior one, uh, it is better for the first five seconds. And then it just gets old really quick. It's, it's just that, 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 that it's the same over and over again, where with the, the undertaker songs, there's, there's so much layering going on there. Um, I'm vo I'm voting for the Undertaker one, even though the Ultimate Warrior one uh, is is good, and you know who it is as soon as it hits. And I think the Undertaker one's just a better song. Yeah, um, both of them set quite the uh, <coughs> excuse me, both of them set quite the tone for uh, how they enter Warrior. You had that uh, just the constant dun 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 dun, and you. He kind of ran to that same uh, theme, blew himself up, unfortunately. But the, just the visual of him running and shaking the ropes got people hyped for his matches. Undertaker's match, you, or his music, it took time, but it also helped with the lighting effects that happened, his slow, methodical walk, just his whole presentation. So, yeah, that does go to Undertaker as well. 3 nothing. All right. Uh, so the next one is Ted DiBiase uh, and Wet the Hitman Heart. Uh, the Ted DiBiase one, again, it's a classic one. As soon as you hear the laugh, you know who it is. Uh, what I like about this song is it's got a lot of smack talking in it uh, that the person it's, that's doing, that's going out there also sung on it or uh, uh, did words which he did uh and i mean some might cost a little some might cost a lot but i'm the million dollar man and you've been you'll be bought i mean simple effective uh it, it tells a story you don't even have to see the guy um and then the Bret Hart one it starts with a classic high guitar rift um it's a little repetitive, I found. Um, it did have longevity, though, because he wasn't the only one that used it. And I think it was used maybe too many times by other people. But uh, I, I, because I, I mean, it was used for when he was in the tag thing, then singles, and then for family members. So it kind of loses a bit. Uh, uh, that way, but this one is one of the harder ones. 
uh, I flip-flopped, but um, DiBiase, to me, that one just, just was a great entrance song. Okay, so, yeah, just look, uh, listen to these ones. This is one of the three that I thought was going to be a difficult uh, one as well. Um, DiBiase, classic. Uh, he was one of those heels that guys like Hogan and Savage needed uh, to be the main eventers that they were in 88 and like late 87 to early 89. Um, you always knew what was going to happen during those maniacal laughs uh, that DiBiase was going to come out. Uh, it was so arrogant of him uh, what he was going to do. You saw people like a young Rob Van Dam kissing his feet just to get a couple of dollars, like a hundred dollar bill. Uh, the vignettes coming in where he was clearing out pools to have a public pool all to himself and stuff like that. Uh, going off and buying the million dollar uh, title because he couldn't buy the WWF title. It just oozed arrogance and the that guy that you really hated uh and especially in that time you had millionaires that just were slimy and not wanting to lower themselves to you uh, being and then there's Bret Hart and you knew as soon as that guitar riff happened that the pink and black attack was coming out it's still used today with uh Natty it had been used with the new foundation it was used with uh, the Hurt Dynasty. But, of course, the song that we listened to is just strictly Brett's. And you knew uh, he was coming down. He'd uh, have the shades on his, and be just look, looking at people and going, me doing his whole, uh, almost a Hogan thing, uh, back and forth to the... Uh, uh, different ropes. And then he'd give off his sunglasses. I have to go also, though, with Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, as uh, advancing. This was a toss-up, as I said, but Ted's uh, moving on. What was your vote going to be, Stephen? Bret Hart. That guitar rift. I mean, I love both of these, but that Bret Hart brought me back to being, like, a nine-year-old who every time that music hit, didn't matter where I was in the house, I came running to watch that. So I was a, a Bret Hart. That, don't get me wrong, I love Ted DiBiase's music. I just, he was facing Bret Hart, so when it yeah. mattered. That's a hard one. So, so two one. Uh, Sean, you've got the next one. Yeah, Bro, I get the next one. Mankind. The Brothers of Destruction taking on Mankind. Uh, Brothers of Destruction starts off with your traditional gong uh, that happens uh, whenever there's an Undertaker uh, theme song, uh, regardless of what generation that he's using. Because even when he was the American Badass, it started off with a gong before uh, it broke into Limp Biscuit. So in this case, it's... Uh, bongs going off, uh, then guitar riffs. Um, this was made up also of Undertaker and Kane, so trying to meld their themes together a bit to find something that balanced them. Um, they'd been feuding beforehand uh, and then finally got on the same page. But their music was much like 
I guess, um, the ministry music. It kind of uh, just seemed to move over to the ministry, even though Kane wasn't uh, part of that. Um, it's great if you want to listen to it along with a lot of the other songs that they put together. And uh, for Halloween, you can put a whole half-hour track of WD themes and let it play like you have a haunted house going on as kids come door to door. I love that uh, way that music happens. I've used it a bunch of times at Halloween for trick-or-treating, uh, along with Undertaker's theme, Kane's, uh, Mankind's, even uh, Gold Dust and stuff like that, uh, just to set a mood. But then you're talking about Mankind and Ode to Freud. Uh, this was when he first came into WDF. Uh, basically, if you listen to uh, Jim Ross, Vince McMahon had nothing for uh, McFoley at all. And he only hired him just to sort of show JR not to put all your eggs in one basket and not uh, love one person because they're going to fail you. Um, and then he even put a mask on Foley's face just to do more playing around with them, sort of the unfortunate side of uh, Vince McMahon, but Mick Foley made the best of it. You have this maniacal song that starts off evil, and he's talking about on the eighth day, God created mankind. Why was God having such a bad day? He mentions about his missing teeth, his missing ear, um, just everything bad about his life. And when you see the video that this actually also was as part of his uh, bringing into WF, he was in uh, dark... Uh, dingy uh, places, basements, whatever, playing with rats. He had the mask on his face. He ripped out pieces of his hair. And then you saw him come to the ring, and he was just, like, limping to the ring. He'd do everything, stuff his fingers down people's throats. And after the victory was the second half of the song, because and you listen to the song, he uh, says, destruction can be beautiful. And right after that, it changes to a piano medley. And this is when he got victories uh, on uh, Superstars. And he'd sit in the corner and blue light with the piano and rocking back and forth. And it would set a different mood all in the same song, basically. And by the time the song ends, he you feel almost sympathetic for him because he's like, leave the light on. I'm coming home. And... <coughs> You don't know which side to, you're to fear this McFoley uh, version, like Mankind. Uh, what's he going to do to you? Or do you feel sympathetic for him? Eventually people did. Uh, just the mood that McFoley's song sets compared to, I hate to say it, almost generic uh, music uh, when you compare everything that goes on with the Brothers of Destruction. I got to go with McFoley. Steven? Oh, I'm going Mick Foley, too. I think this is... The music was amazing. So, definitely going Mick Foley. Just, I think it fit so much better. Jonesy? Uh, I agree, but I disagree. Uh, I would have voted for the Brothers of Destruction song. It is probably the most kick-ass song that WWE has ever done. Uh, it 
it's a combination of Kane's song and the Undertaker's song that they've layered together. Uh, like it's got so much going on in it. It is so strong because uh, it starts off with that cane and then goes to the bong and then goes dun, dun. like the mankind one is, I think, really well done. But as far as seeing these characters come out, especially who they are, the Brothers of Destruction one, that that music you know shit's going down or the mankind one it's more of a mystery uh i do think the mankind one i mean to me it could be the beginning song and the end song for a horror movie it's 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 cinematic uh and i i do i do like it over the brothers of destruction one but i think the brothers of destruction one is just much better I mean, the, the way that the guitar is at the beginning of the Brothers of Destruction, it sounds like a helicopter, the way that he's strumming it. it, it I just could not get past the fact that how good that song sounds, sounds especially when you listen to him on headphones or whatever. It, it's, it's, a, it's a great song. Um, for me, it's Brothers of Destruction. Okay. Well, Mankind is the advancing, and that brings us to our fifth match, which is Jake the Snake Roberts taking on the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. So, the, I'm probably going to make a controversial statement. I hated the Jake Roberts theme song. I absolutely thought it could have been for anyone. Any heel at that time frame, it didn't do anything for me. Then you've got Dusty Rhodes the American dream, son of the plumber, it told a story and you knew as soon as that, duh, duh, like the, I don't even know what music instrument it was. That, to start off. Yeah, it just, you knew who it was right away. It fit the character. I'm going Dusty Rhodes. I just think that I, did, I was not a fan of the Jake Roberts theme. Uh, I think the cowbell in the Dusty Rhodes one might have been a wooden cowbell, just the way that it it uh, sounds. Um, uh, I, I love the Jake the Snake Roberts theme song. I Again, for the 80s, that was one of the best ones. You knew who it was as soon as it started. Uh, there was no mystery. The way that the, the music was kind of cut in two where he had enough to walk and then get into the ring. Same thing with the, when he, uh, when a match would end and he was the victor, there's that kind of silence, but not silence happening that gives uh, that time to celebrate that time for commentators to talk. The Dusty Rhodes song really didn't give a chance for commentators to make comments uh, especially if he won when that song's played. It, it's much tougher. Uh, but, I mean, the Dusty Road song, as terrible as it is, as far as kooky as shit, it is fantastic. It is. It's one of the, be it's one of the best uh, songs that, especially, I didn't get to see really Dusty Rhodes at that time. I knew he wrestled before, but I didn't know 
all that he'd done and he was a son of a plumber and all that stuff. So I thought he was like kind of a goofball. It's like, who's this fat out of shape guy in polka dots? Uh, it was kind of like what they did to Harley race. It was kind of like, what are you doing? This guy was supposed to be a champion, but it worked. Dusty Rhodes made it work. That's how good the guy is. Uh, and he basically took the same character, but instead of looking kind of like a cowboy tough, you know, rancher, he just looked like a, what WW, they say WCW ruins a lot of things. WWF ruins a lot of characters that are already made. They can make their own, but boy, do they destroy a lot of characters. Um, and, but you know what? It, it, it got great pops. People still know that song today. I mean, it's so for me. It's it. Even though I I like the the Jake's one, it it reminds me of like a song uh, from an action uh, movie, almost like Commando, especially that silence part they have, but that has that warble in the background. It's very similar uh, to the some of the Commando uh, music, but Dusty Roads for me. Yeah. I loved uh, Jake's uh, mu music as well. It uh, was classic uh, music that you knew who it was uh, the moment he came out. Um, it had an intense tone to it uh, for a guy who uh, basically was a snake, uh, uh, devious in that way, but he still used it more as his uh, fan favorite side. But coming to the ring, he just his facials and how he moved to uh, the ring basically set the tone along with the music. And I think it's a really good track. Hogan even used it um, for one of his workout videos uh, hmm. that were on Saturday night's main event. I didn't understand why they were using Jake's music for a Hogan video, but they did. But as we've discussed, it's dusty roads. The iconic uh, starting of it with the gospel uh, American dream uh, announcement then says he's just a common man working hard with his hands, working hard for the man. It said who Dusty was. Uh, even though Dusty was there basically as a joke uh, to a certain extent because before he arrived in WWF, you had Vince McMahon really not the uh, keen on Dusty Rhodes uh, when he basically made uh, Akeem the African dream uh, out of uh, One Man Gang. That was a slap in the face of the American dream. And you had also Virgil, who was a slap in the face of Dusty as well as being the uh, manservant to Teddy Biasi because apparently... Um, Mike Jones was named after uh, Virgil Runnels, a.k.a. Dusty. So all that, and Dusty still came to the WWF, mostly out of frustration over what was going on in uh, WCW and NWA during their financial issues, uh, changing of different owners and bookers, and just feeling useless. And that's where he found himself working for Vince. And... Vince put him in polka dots almost as another joke to him, uh, basically. And he made that work. He made this song work so much so that he has a bronze statue now uh, from WWF uh, or WWE. He was one of the main uh, driving forces in the success of NXT when it started. Whenever he was 
uh, there on camera even after retirement and hanging out with uh, his two sons. The, the moment that music starts, everybody pops hard for it. So you cannot deny the American Dream Dusty Rhodes song being into the second round. Oh, you like that song, don't you? Oh, right. Next so I'm, I'm doing Diesel and Hogan. Um, you know what? The Diesel song is not as bad as I believe it is. Uh, I just, I didn't like Diesel. I didn't like the character. I didn't like the song. I like nothing about him except he was a big guy. Uh, until he actually went over to WCW, I never really seen him much as a main eventer. I just didn't. I didn't think. That the, the thing the song did do for him is it did fit his walk. Uh, it established that, yeah, this is a big guy coming down, but I just didn't buy the whole Diesel stuff. I thought the character was going to flop. I was wrong. Uh, and then, I mean, the real American song. What The funny thing about this song is I think it's a huge song, and I think it's like... It, it's been around for so many years and still gets played occasionally, but you don't really hear it on. You never heard it really on radio. And um, Rick Derringer, who did the song, I, I read an interview, what he thought about the song. and He wanted it to be much bigger than it actually turned out to be. He thought it was going to be the American anthem, like the song for what is an American? He, and he was. He said he was disappointed that it didn't go as far as he thought. And I was thinking, are you fucking crazy? Like, that song, people knew exactly who it was. And even when they played it after Hogan wasn't using it anymore, it didn't matter. It's just like, hey, you're playing that song again. It's a perfect song. Uh, it's It's got all the... As far as for a wrestler, it's not you know it's a it's a radio friendly song, but it, it it sounds like it's supposed to be powerful, but it's not powerful. As far as the way that the band did it, I think they almost need a remix of that song. Um, I never got to see them do it live, unfortunately. Uh, but um, uh, the Hogan song to me is it's the one to beat. I, I haven't picked it to go all the way, but I think it's one of the ones to beat because it's just. It's part of everyone's childhood. So for me, the Hulk Hogan. Okay. Um, unlike yourself, I did, did see Kevin Nash uh, in WCW, um, sadly as Oz. I missed the Master Blaster uh, period of him, mm -hmm. thankfully. Uh, but the sadly, I saw Oz. Uh, thankfully, he turned into Vinny Vegas. And I think that was what caught Shawn Michaels' eye to uh, convince Vince to bring him in. And then he got given the name Diesel. And as green as he was still at that time, somehow Vince uh, liked the fact that his size and all that made him a triple crown winner uh, in quick fashion, basically, once he started wrestling. He beat Bob Backlund for uh, the title in like eight seconds, uh, transitioning quickly from uh, getting it off Bret Hart to uh, Diesel. Unfortunately, 
he wasn't the best drawer of uh, fans as a champion. A lot of people uh, say that he's one of the worst champions uh, for drawing uh, crowds uh, during his time as champion. But the look and what they were going for, for Kevin Nash and everything, I, I liked. I was a Diesel fan. Um, I'm basically a fan of uh, all the members of the clique to a certain extent. But this song is going against Hogan. Regardless of uh, having the truck noise and the blues, and no, you're going against Real American by Rick Derringer. Sadly, though, what you missed out on uh, that song uh, originally was the fact that it was on Wrestling Album 1, but it was for the U.S. Express, as their theme song. So where you say Rick Derringer might have been disappointed that it didn't get as uh, big as it could have been, might have had something to do with the fact that it was originally put on uh, Wyndham and Rotunda, the U.S. Express, and so it wasn't on a top guy like it eventually did uh, switch over to Hogan after uh, U.S. Express left, and they got rid of that crappy uh, music. Uh, just It was generic music with people going, Hulk, Hulk, that's on uh, Wrestling Album 1. When he picked up that music, it actually got the life that it needed to. It might have been too late for Rick Derringer's liking, but for the wrestling world, it's hard to beat it. So Hogan is definitely taking it on this one. So I'm the outlier again. I actually thought I would much rather listen to Diesel. It brought that character to life. The the horn, the everything. My vote was for Diesel. I thought the Diesel music mm-hmm. fit, fit the character. You knew when you heard that, some big monster was coming through the... So I was going Diesel. Yeah, and the way the Titan Tron also was, you hear the music and all you see is this uh, truck coming up and going into the screen. And then but, Kevin but, but Hogan up. playing a American guitar, I mean, what beats that? Not much, man. Well, Hogan is moving on, and this brings us to Vince McMahon, no chance in hell, taking on Shawn Michaels, sexy boy. Um, so no chance in hell was basically derived from the fact that uh, after the whole uh, Bret Hart screwjob happened, Vince McMahon came out as a character and legitimately as the owner of the WWF. Uh, Some people knew, some people didn't, because a lot of people knew him just as the commentator that you would see on Superstars or Saturday Night's Main Event and the various pay-per-views. And that's all some people thought he was. Those in the know knew that he was the owner as well. Um, when he did the whole Montreal screw job, whether you think it's a work or not, it put him in a position where he had to be a character. Um, and what better thing to be a character is having your theme music saying you have no chance in hell 
of doing a lot of things like because he's the boss and he's going to stop you from everything uh then he had the feud with uh steve austin then the corporation uh, got bigger because you couldn't always have austin mcmahon but as long as there was somebody representing mcmahon you would uh have that feud continue and stretch out Whenever uh, Vince come out, you got that crazy flippy floppy arms strut uh, going on that he has the power walk to the ring. This you knew he was like an egomaniac uh, owner that just was wanting to hold everybody down unless it suited him. Then you got Shawn Michaels. Shawn was part of the Rockers tag team with Marty Gennetti and. You know, it was time for a change. He ended up super kicking uh, Marty, throwing him through the uh, barbershop window. He and tripped. now you have a heel. Well, because of Sean's looks and everything, and his though lack of experience being healed, they uh, threw him with Sherry. And, of course, the original theme song had Sherry singing all about Sean and basically the same lyrics. And the Sherry scream is still part of this uh, version that we heard more of over the years. And that's why we went with the Shawn Michaels singing version over the Sherry one. Uh, but it de definitely set the tone as a arrogant heel who thought he was all that and uh, how he danced to the ring and have his uh, earrings and just whenever Shawn Michaels music would start, once again, just like Dusty Rhodes, people knew who was coming. And especially when he was a fan favorite, they loved it. And uh, seeing Sean come out. For me, I'm going to go with Sean Michaels' theme song because, as well, Jonesy and uh, Chris Maloney uh, tried to sing it at my uh, wedding reception. So I do say cried. But it's. No, no, no. There wasn't no try going on. I, you got to get your facts right. He tripped. He tripped, okay? No one threw him through that glass. He tripped. Oh. No, he was running for cover, if you believe what uh, Heenan said. For diving I through Oh, I thought... Oh, yeah, he dived through it, yeah. But, yeah, I'm going with Shawn Michaels' sexy boy. Uh, Steven? I'm going with you. I'm going Shawn Michaels. I think that was... Way better. I just think I, I he still comes out to it now, so it, it's Shawn Michaels. Uh, my vote was for Shawn Michaels as well. Um, the McMahon one I do like, uh, but the Shawn Michaels ones just had more longevity to it. Uh, and I mean, the screech at the beginning and it, uh, it really enhanced him because I had trouble believing that he was a main eventer um, near the end of his career, his first career. Uh, I started to see him as being a stronger wrestler, but uh, I was kind of blind, I guess. But anyways, uh, he was not my favorite wrestler until he uh, came out of retirement. Uh, but uh, the song's just better. So I'll stop blabbing and next to you so i got the next one it's demolition versus the nation to finish the first round both fit the the gimmicks i think you'd start with the nation domination we are the nation 
my problem was with the nation was uh, same with last week, the NWO. It got too many people coming out to that music. Too much. Um, I would much rather. Sorry, work. Um, I would have. Uh, and then you have here comes the axe, here comes the smash, here comes demolition. My inner child popped, and I'm going demolition because it just fit them. That it just fit them like a hundred and ten percent. So I'm going demolition. Uh, yeah, the demolition song is another Rick Derringer song. Um, you know, it's it it's a pretty good song. It sounds a little cheap. Um, I think that's just production values is why that is. Um, but I mean, it's got, it's got a guitar solo in it. Uh, what else? The menacing sound uh, of it too is it's, it's good song, whether they're good guys or bad guys, it didn't matter. Just it fit them. Um, and, and I think it helped the fact that they look like S and M characters, but the song was tough. Uh, and then Nation of Domination, it's a great song, but man, does it get like annoying fast for me. It's just repetitive. It almost even tires itself out when you listen to it. It sounds tired because it, it nation of domination. Nation. Like it 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 it's not straight nation of domination. Like it kind of weans as as they sing it. Um but uh, the Delamation song is is one of the better ones in wrestling, and that one gets my vote. This one is a clean sweep as well for a three nothing vote. Uh, Demolition, uh, their song Rick Derringer did it again. Uh, it was on the Pile Driver album, uh, so wrestling album two. And Nation of Domination, as you said, Jonesy, it just repeats itself. Even when uh, J.C. Ice and Wolfie D were uh, part of the nation when it started and they were doing rapping over top of it, that might have saved it a slight bit, but they didn't last long in that role. And it was a revolving door of uh, characters, but also sort of revolving door of we didn't know what we're going to be because it first started off with a Puerto Rican a white guy from Hawaii and an African-American uh, and two little rappers. And I, it was totally all over the place, which could be a nation. Uh, so they weren't uh, designating any race type deal. But then that all broke off and then it all became African-Americans. It almost looked like it was going to be a black military group. But then they added Owen. Yeah. By the time it all finished, it was thankful it was done. Uh, demolition, if it weren't for that uh, lawsuit that they were a part of with the concussion, probably would be in the Hall of Fame and we'd get to hear that song once again. Um, but Demolition is moving on 3 nothing, Which brings us down to what happened in the first round. So we had Double J beat Doink 2-1. We had Undertaker beat Ultimate Warrior 3-0, which 
doesn't surprise me who won, but I thought that would be a 2-1. Uh, Ted DiBiase beat Brett the Hitman Hart 2-1. Brothers of Destruction lost to Mankind 2-1. Uh, uh, Dusty Rhodes beat Jake the Snake Roberts 3-0. Diesel lost to Hulk Hogan 2-1. Shawn Michaels beat Vince McMahon 3-0, which I thought that one would be 2-1 for sure. And Demolition beat the Nation 3-0. So bringing us to round two, you've got Double J versus The Undertaker. It's Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase versus Mankind. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes versus Hulk Hogan. Shawn Michaels, HBK versus Demolition. Any surprises in the first round, guys? No. I expected. I thought a couple of them were going to be uh, a little more, as you said, 2 1 victories, uh, especially like Undertaker Warrior, uh, Sean and Vince. Sean and Vince is going to be one that I looked at as one that could have gone either way. Same with Undertaker Warrior, just depending on what people's uh, thoughts are with that. I was actually kind of surprised that Brett also is eliminated in the first round, but it's Ted DiBiase. So that was the third one that I was uh, seesawing on. Jonesy? Uh, I thought the Brothers of Destruction song uh, would have. I mean, if you like the Undertaker song, uh, and it beats Ultimate Warrior song three to nothing. How with because it's the song with another song on top of it. Uh, but I understand. I do because the Mankind one. I I I like. I'd rather see him with that song than uh, the Undertaker come down because when he would get in the ring and start rocking back and forth with that music and ripping his hair out, and I liked how it changed over. So, yeah, that was the only one really that kind of, you know. Well, we move on to our second round, and we see Double J taking on The Undertaker, Jonesy. Uh, this one's not hard for me at all, Undertaker. Uh, Double J song, it's, it, it, is, it is surprisingly good. Uh, considering it comes from someone that really, you know, isn't a country star, but um, a decent song. Uh, again, I think that song could have been better. I think it was not recorded very well. I think with better recording, it would have sounded a lot better, especially the uh, this, the backup singer ladies that kill me in that song. Um, but uh, The Undertaker, I mean, my God. Uh it's not his original song. It's with the bongs and all that, but it, especially when you have the visual with that song, it's unbeatable. But if you take the visual out, then uh, it's not as strong. It's still strong, but I, I just think visually, it's the, it's one of the strongest ones. Um, so for me, it's Undertaker all the way on that one. I really love the Double J song. Uh, I think your comments about how it was poorly done and bad backup singing, I think that was part of the shtick with the fact that it it was supposed to be for Jeff Jarrett and him not being as good as what he thought he was and 
uh, that Nashville is right to shun him. But we're also talking about The Undertaker. And just the whole visual of the slow walk, the lights, the fire, the uh, smoke, everything that puts together the whole package for this song to be super successful, it has to be The Undertaker. Steven? Um, oh, this is an easy one for me. It's The Undertaker. Um, I just, I think that's one of those, it's an iconic theme, so it's got to be Undertaker for me. Well, so a clean sweep in that one. And that moves us on to our second matchup in round two. The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, taking on Mankind. Uh, both songs I love. Um, I just think Mankind's has more substance to it than the constant laughing that, under, uh, that uh, Ted DiBiase does. Um, and constantly saying, everybody's got a price. Yes, him flashing the money and making fools of people into uh, victim's mouth after the Million Dollar Dream. Everything that was the character, I don't think the song did anything huge for him as he came down to the uh, ring. It just basically played while he uh, money. Mankind, he made the song work for him for his entrance as well and his exit. So in my case, I'm going with Mankind over Ted DiBiase. Uh, I disagree. I think man, uh, Ted DiBiase did a better job um, getting the point of him across. So I'm going Ted DiBiase. Well, that's a relief because th there was about to be some shit brewing, I'm telling you. Uh, the DiBiase song is its one of the classics. Uh, yes, there's a lot of laughing and smack talk, but there's a lot of smack talk. It's, it's, it's repeated, but there's enough that it isn't, you know, just the same thing like nation, domination. So uh, for me, it's, it's, uh, um, Lost my spot. Do, do, do. But yeah, it's uh, DBSE for me. Okay. Our next matchup has the American Dream Dusty Rhodes taking on the immortal Hulk Hogan. Oh, I'm going Dusty Rhodes. I think it told a much better story and it got you much better. You knew who the character was a lot better, so I'm going Dusty Rhodes. John. See now, well, I just I, I decide whether or not I want to leave it up to Sean to make the final decision on this one. I mean, they're both great songs. I think the Hogan one's the. I don't know if I'd say the better, like it's better in some aspects, but the Dusty Rhodes one, it's just like, it's ridiculous, but it's done well. Uh, and you know what? Hogan has had enough championships, so I'm not even going to let Sean make the decision on this one. I'm going to say Dusty Rhodes. 
Very good. Okay, I, I got worried because as soon as you, uh, Stephen said Dusty, that I figured I was going to be having to be the tiebreaker in this whole thing. Um, so I was sitting here kind of uh, thinking which way I was going to go. The Hogan song is very iconic. Uh, has stood the test of time, but Dusty's was unique to him. It was special. Hogan picked his up from a tag team that disbanded and went uh, to like the NWA WCW. So yeah, I was going to go Dusty Rhodes as well. A three nothing victory for Dusty over Hogan. That's an upset, big man. Which brings okay, us I, and I finished the last one, I believe. Uh, so yeah. it's Shawn Michaels against Demolition. Uh, that one's a little tougher because uh, I mean the demolition one is is good, but it's it sounds again a little cheap. The production values, I just a production values really for me makes a song. Uh, and if now there are a lot like now you listen to Undertaker's, it's so much better production. It it. Your stereo will play it like it sounds where some of these older songs they you know they're just stuck in mono or whatever something that it just doesn't translate well enough uh i only argue that point because i think the sean michaels one has better production value to it uh but the demolition song it's 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 a even I have to go. I got. I got to assist. Oh God, I hate that because I mean, yeah. I, I think the Shawn Michaels one is better, even though I I'm not. I'd rather pick Demolition. I think the Shawn Michaels one is better for an entrance song. It did a lot for him, especially at the beginning. Uh, yeah. So that brings me to my decision, and I was a huge mark for Demolition, even though they were heels. Uh, and I love Strike Force, but when Demolition won those titles, and just the way their presentation was, I was so happy when Mr. Fuji turned his back on uh, Demolition in favor of um, Powers of Pain, because then the team that I was supposed to hate, I could actually like. Uh, so love Demolition, but it's Shawn Michaels, Sexy Boy, HBK. Huge fan of his uh, from rockers to uh, retirement. So I'm going HBK. Steven, where, was it going to be a clean sweep or was Demolition getting a vote? Here comes the act. Here comes the smash. Demolition was getting my vote. I was oh. really excited that if you went Demolition, I could eliminate Shawn Michaels. But you crushed my dreams. Sorry. So round two, let's recap this. Uh, Undertaker swept Double J 3-0. Ted DiBiase beat Mankind 2-1. Dusty Rhodes beat Hulk Hogan, which I would consider, because it went 3-0, was an upset. Such a big 3-0, I'm surprised. Um and then we just saw HBK beat Demolition 2-1. So it sets up our semifinals for this bracket as Undertaker versus Ted DiBiase, 
Dusty Rhodes versus HBK, Shawn Michaels. And that has me starting off with this bracket. And I have Undertaker against the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Um, we're definitely not in my semifinals. Uh, when I did this earlier uh, in the week, trying to figure out my brackets. But... <sighs> This one's a tough one between the two. Uh, Undertaker was brought in by Ted DiBiase. But I am definitely going with The Undertaker. Uh, the whole presentation, the song, uh, can't be beat uh, by the Million Dollar Man. So, Jonesy, unfortunately, you don't get a vote really in this because The Undertaker, I had him going to the finals in my top bracket. Um, it's too much of a classic. I could close my eyes and I know I've had people listen to it since we got the links together and people knew exactly who it was and they're not wrestling fans. So it's Undertaker. Is it a clean sweep Jonesy or is it two one? Can't hear you, Jonesy. You're on mute. Or he's deep in thought. I no, I was deep in thought. Um, uh, yeah, so the, the, I mean, the Undertaker. Even though the DBRC one, it's uh, it's a classic. But Undertaker is a better song, and the entrance. And our second semifinal. Sees the American dream, Dusty Rhodes taking on the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. As much as I love Dusty Rhodes, it's Shawn Michaels. It's got to be HBK. That theme music, that entrance, it's, it's Shawn Michaels. He, he's used it right up until pretty much now. Jonesy. For the short run that the Dusty Rhodes song had, it was cemented in everyone's brain. And there's something about that warble sound, I don't know what instrument makes it, that's that's in it that gives it a little bit of a um, steel drum kind of Jamaican feel to it. Uh, and I mean, Dusty didn't have anything but his polka dots and his sweet sapphire. And when they were together and he had the nightclub, you, you, that pop that he would get from the audience. And I got to, I got to see him at the London Gardens. And I just, you know what? For me, it's Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. The, the, it's not been around. It wasn't used for that long. And it is just, a hilarious song. Okay, so I get to break the tie here. Once again, two songs that are really iconic, uh, where whenever it was turned on, you knew who was coming out. The fans got to your feet. But Shawn Michaels going to the finals against The Undertaker. Okay, let's quickly go over the semis. Undertaker beat 
Ted DiBiase 3-0. And in a very tough matchup, Dusty Rhodes lost to the HBK 2-1. So this leaves this finals as Undertaker versus HBK. Any ideas, guys? Any anyone? Who did you, Sean? You said your bracket was busted. Who did I you? had uh, Brett going to the finals against either Hogan or Michaels. I hadn't gotten uh, through to that uh, part because I was such a toss-up. It was going to be a last-second decision, but then both of them are gone. HBK is the only one that's alive of my uh, final four going into uh, the finals. Jonesy, did you have a, fi- a bracket, a final bracket? Well, I, I, I picked uh, Undertaker to win. So um, I, I I wonder if I if I would have helped kick out Shawn Michaels and kept Demolition in, would a Demolition have won over Dusty Rhodes? For me, either- Sean Dusty Newman. would have uh, gone uh, on over demolition for me. Oh, see, I fucked up. <laughs> see, I oh. had demolition. I had demolition actually winning the bottom bracket because okay. I, I think that theme was amazing. So in the finals, we got Undertaker versus HBK, and Chris has got to start this. So good luck for for me. It's easy. It's Undertaker. Uh, yeah, the, the the Shawn Michaels one is okay, uh, but there's so much more you can do with Undertaker's song, his entrance. Like no one's had entrances like he's had, in my opinion, uh, over the years in so many different, varied good ones, and that music has been in there for pretty much most most of the whole um his whole career except for maybe a couple years so it's it's a no contest to me it's a undertaker man so it looks like steven's going to be breaking a tie because in my case undertaker as much as it's a wonderful uh theme that we uh, compared it to it didn't last uh it went for a certain chunk of time. I think the version that we listened to was from uh, 94 to uh, 98-ish, when he had somewhat the better of the music uh, compared to when he first started, uh, that really had nothing to it. But then he dropped it. He changed over to the American Badass and uh, used Limp Biscuit as a theme. Then he went back to being uh, The Undertaker and. There was the ministry. There was the brothers of destruction. There's so many different themes. Shawn Michaels' theme lasted from 1993 when he turned heel, even uh, using Sherry's version. All right, but those words, those lyrics, everything lasted from the time he turned heel to even today. If he were to come out on Monday Night Raw tomorrow, or but he's uh, been retired or or show up at a NXT takeover, you're going to be hearing Sexy Boy. It's lasted 
without really changing. The only change that occurred was who sang it. When Sherry left, it turned over to Sean. But there's been no other changes to that song. So I got to go with HBK. It, he did make it to my final four in my original uh, breakdown of the brackets. And so Steven is going to be the tiebreaker. I, I want to just say one thing to your point, okay? Okay, go ahead. There you go. Yeah. That, that music brings chills right up my spine every time I hear it. So he, I had him winning it on my bracket, so it's a pretty easy one. Don't get me wrong. I love the HBK theme song, but it's The Undertaker. If it's, if it's Ted DiBiase we're talking about, the winner's HBK. There's no one in the top – well, maybe Bret Hart. Bret Hart would have been the only other one that would have – beat uh, HBK in the top. Was there any song in the uh, bottom half of the bracket that could have beat Undertakers? Demolition would have been the one that I would have had to think about, but no. I had the Undertaker winning it all on my bracket, so mm -hmm. it was a pretty... Uh, you know, using... The fact that Shawn Michaels used that from 93 on. But Michaels did have that you know, seven-year break uh, not using that song because he wasn't there. And Undertaker had a shorter break of not using his song, and he didn't retire. So for me, that argument doesn't hold anything. No water, Sean came nothing. back and forth with Commissioner a bunch of times. and Yeah, but his song, Undertaker's song, has been played more than anybody else's. Anybody else's. That that classic song, whatever type of version you put it in, but that funeral march, it, that that one's lasted longer than HBK's because HBK has pretty much retired. And once in a while, he'll come back and the song's there, but it's been played more He's got the number one hit right there, Undertaker does. Okay, so that brings us to our tournament for next week, which is going to be the uh, WWE side of things. I think I have a video that uh, will play. If it doesn't work, I'm going to shut it down. But, Stephen, can uh, you break it down for us?
So as you just saw, match one is going to have Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mark Henry. Match two is going to have John Cena Word Life versus DX. Match three is going to have Sasha Banks versus Kurt Angle. Match uh, four is going to have Shinsei Nakamura versus Randy Orton Voices. Match five is Los Guerreros versus R-Truth. Match six, Bailey versus Triple H, the game. Match seven, Fandango versus Bray Wyatt catching fireflies. And match eight, which is probably the match of the whole tournament, CM Punk called to personality versus Daniel Bryan. This is going to be, this has got some what I like to call heavy hitters in this. Wait, you, you don't think Sasha Banks and uh, Bailey meeting up in the finals? No, no, no. I love the Sasha Banks theme song, but she don't have a shot. And, well, I don't think she's going to win the – she don't have a shot. You've got Stone, the heavy hitters, Stone Cold Steve Austin, John Cena Word Life, DX, Kurt Angle, Randy Orton Voices, Triple H The Game, Bray Wyatt Catching Fireflies, CM Punk, Cult of Personality, Daniel Bryan. There's some uh, – there's – Next week's going to be interesting, very interesting, very, very interesting. So that will happen next week on uh, Wednesday. Jonesy, do you have anything you want to plug before we uh, get out of here? Uh, no, the uh, Wrestling Trivia Game Show is going to take a one-week hiatus. Uh, we're going to be doing some uh, different filming this week and hopefully a new episode next week with some special guests. Okay. Well, look forward to uh, that. As I'm probably expected to be a part of it since I'm the uh, current reigning champion, unless I am able to take a bow out for something, but I doubt it until I'm defeated. Uh, so hopefully people are able to step up and uh, give that challenge. Uh, look forward to our recordings. But, uh, yeah, we have uh, a lot of other stuff going on. There is the Scumbags Wrestling uh, podcast that happens Thursday nights on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And so people can be a part of that if they want to uh, submit anything or be uh, part of the uh, panel. And then also uh, we are selling T-shirts uh, none of us are wearing today, mind you, but um, it, it's the, uh, in support of Stevens Wrestling Journey, uh, September is Kerry Mel Formation Awareness Month, and uh, shirts are going to be $25, posters $10, 22 stars of the Ontario independent wrestling scene are on it in a comic book uh, style format. Uh, we're going to donate the money that's uh, profit from it to Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto, so be sure to contact me at any of the uh, below, whether it's Instagram, uh, Twitter, our Facebook page, or uh, gmail.com and we can set you up with that, get yourself a great shirt, and uh, help out a great cause at the same time. Steven, anything else you want to add before uh, we check out? No, just keep... Uh following us we've got and if you guys have any interesting ideas for fantasy warfare please reach out and let us know um or if you guys want to join us uh reach out let us know um, we'll try to make it work we'd love to have uh, more people on the panel uh than just the three of us uh 
if we have odd numbers, it's the best uh, format to be able to have. And I believe um, StreamYard allows us up to about 10 people. So imagine a tournament with nine of us uh, breaking down uh, all these matchups. I can, it would just blow my mind if we had that many, uh, but it'd be fun at the same time. So yeah, next week we will do the WDE uh, side of things. It's leading from after WrestleMania 17 until basically today. Um, and then our final bracket will be uh, some TNA impact uh, songs along with some wild cards that didn't make it into the first three brackets. So join us Thursday night for Scumbags Wrestling Podcast and next week for part three of Fantasy Warfare Tournament. See ya. See ya.